Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. I'm your host, Jessica Yanez. This week, I'm doing something a little bit different. It is definitely a, a solo show. I want to kind of recap the year, but the way I'm doing it is a, bit, a little bit different. And first of all, I'm not drinking wine today. I felt like the 2020 recap needed a, something a little bit stronger. So I made myself some apple cider with some rum. So with some spiced rum. So that's what I'm drinking today because you know what? We got to change it up every once in a while. It has been a crazy, crazy year. I mean, I know we can all agree on that. I think 2020 was not the year that many of us expected to be. What can I say? It's been a crazy year. And here I am before we hit our 50th podcast, which is crazy, which again, crazy. Wow. Free 50 freaking podcasts. Like how did this even happen? Well, part of it is what I'm here to chat about, but I'm not going to talk a ton about the podcast itself because we hit our one year anniversary in two months. Can you believe that? So I don't want to repeat myself. So when I'm talking about the year, I just kind of want to do a recap of, of the year in general and my thoughts and feelings on it, because I think I've talked to so many people who feel very similarly. And you know, I think we started off 2020, right? 2020 is what is considered perfect vision. And I think a lot of us went into 2020 thinking it is the year of vision. All of these wonderful things are going to happen. I mean, I thought that too. I created my vision board. I created all of these things. I was super excited because you know, the podcast was going to launch and I had all of these amazing plans and some happened and some didn't. But I do still think, and, and I don't know about you guys, but when people ask if you want to hear the good news or the bad news first, I always opt for the bad news because just give it to me, just give it to me. And then let's go on and up, right? Like, so that's kind of how I feel. That's what we're going to do. Let's recap the shittiness of 2020. And then let's end on a high of the hopefulness of 2021 and the good things that happened in 2020. Because I started this year, uh, you know, as many of us did, very, very hopeful. And I was going up to my family's and, and, and then by the end of January, the first thing, the first major thing that happens to that impacted a lot of us or that put us into a shock mode was the death of Kobe Bryant. And I was actually at Disneyland in line 
for the for Space Mountain when when it was starting to come in, when the news was starting to trickle in. And being at Disneyland, you don't ever think of Disneyland of being a quiet place or anything like that. But it was this eerie quiet that came over everybody in line. It was that's the only way I can describe it is eerie. Like you could hear a pin drop because everybody was in shock, as was I. I didn't want to believe it. And obviously, as news came in and and things were confirmed, it was one of those biggest things because I remember when Kobe was a senior in high school, we were only a year apart. And I remember when he went to prom with Brandy and when he joined the Lakers and I am not a big basketball person anymore, but I've always followed the Lakers. I've always been a fan of the Lakers because in San Diego, we don't have a basketball team and that's where I grew up. So most of the time people just rooted for the Lakers and the impact that that had of just like, wow, all of these things happening. And then this year was kind of full of a lot of celebrity deaths and I'm not going to go into all of them. I know, but there was some very impactful ones. Naya Rivera, I think was a really big story because of how everything happened um, Alex Trebek recently passed Chadwick Boseman. I mean, somebody who felt iconic because of the parts that not only because of the parts that he played, but how he came off on screen and everybody who ever interacted with him had nothing but glowing things to say about him and him representing such a huge, like, like he was representing such a huge part of the black community with Black Panther and how much that resonated with so many people, even outside of the black community, but especially within the black community, because of how many people just really loved that seeing themselves on screen in that type of role. And then obviously last, but way not least the death of RBG Ruth Bader Ginsburg was really a hit to so many of us. And it was, it's so sad that we were so hopeful on one person just to live past the election. The fact that that didn't happen. I mean, it's just, honestly, it's just really crazy. And it's sad that that's what we're pinning all of our hopes on this one person, knowing that she's had all of these health issues. So I say 2020 is the year of vision because I feel like it still opened up people's eyes to a lot of things when it comes to racial injustice, social injustice, social inequities that continue to happen in this country. And a lot of that started with obviously George Floyd and, and people seeing somebody being systematically killed, saying he can't breathe, like seeing that his life drained from his face. I couldn't watch that whole thing. It was too painful for me. I started crying because Nobody deserves that. I don't care what color you are. Nobody deserves that. But the fact of the matter is, is things continue to happen in our in communities of color that where it shouldn't happen. Right. Oh, this is going to be harder than I thought. But you have people like Ahmaud Arbery, who was literally lynched. Somebody, a son and a father decide to take it upon themselves to decide what this man is doing and shoot him in broad daylight while he is taking a jog. 
Like, how crazy is that? You have Brianna Taylor who is sleeping in her house. There's so, you have somebody like James Scurlock who is protesting. And it's so hard to think of all of these people. You know, most recently there's Casey Goodson in Ohio. Um, Then you had Elijah from Colorado who had autism. I mean, these are so senseless and so, I just wish I could put into words how I feel because if I come back, I just don't have any words. Like that's the thing. I don't have any words of all of these things, but we saw people marching. We saw people take to the streets. And I think that's awesome. But the thing is, is we cannot stop doing that. And we cannot blame one person for all of this, right? Because obviously, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter. However, like he is not the root cause of all of these things. But he what is a a symbol of when you remove when people feel they have the permission to say these things and do these things and feel like, well, the guy up top thinks it's cool. And I think it's cool too. It really opens your eyes in regards to people's true colors, I think. And and I say this with the sense of, I know, I don't understand Trump supporters, but I think there's definitely a difference between the fanatics and what I call like cult members and people who voted for Trump. I still don't support that at all. And I still don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it. It's very hard for me to comprehend somebody who would vote for him after he, after all of these things that he's done, as far as, you know, racist comments, um, as far as not supporting, you know, like, just, oh God, I could just say all these things, but I just don't want to even get into it to be perfectly honest. But the thing is, is this, if people were so quick to jump on this bandwagon and and the one I was saying is the cult members, the cult members, what I call the cult members are the people who no matter what he does, I've heard so many times, the only people I trust are God and Trump. Those are the cult members. Those are the people that have drank the Kool-Aid and who, and I am not somebody who being, you know, definitely more liberal, but I'm not somebody who just blindly follows Democrats. We have to question everybody in power. We have to constantly push them to do the things that are in the best interest of the people and do what the will of the people is. So it's not that I'm saying, oh, let's to just jump on the Biden bandwagon. No, I'm saying we need to continue to question. We need to continue to push. We need to continue to vote people in positions in our government that reflect who the country really is. Because right now it's people that come from communities of color are the ones who pushed Biden into the White House. It was our communities Black and brown and Asian. It was all of our, it was our communities collectively. But super props to the Black community because Lord knows if it was not for the Black community, Biden would not be the president elect. But this is not a political, so I'm going to, sorry guys. I This is not a political like episode. 
I just needed to get some of those things off my chest. But I think with all of that, you know, we never, my year started out just like everybody else's. In February, we launched the podcast. February 17th, launched the podcast. February 20th, we have a launch party. And anybody who is listening that attended, I appreciate you. If you wanted to attend and you weren't able to, I still appreciate you. If I didn't even, if you didn't even know the podcast existed, then I appreciate, and you do now, I appreciate you as well. But we had this amazing launch party, which I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to have. That following weekend, I go to LA for a Rizos Curls, like small business summit. The following weekend, I go to Atlanta for a girl's trip and see my girls. We come back, I come back on Sunday and by Thursday or by Friday, that following that Friday, we were on lockdown because now COVID-19 is all over the place. It's all up in our backyard. And I don't think we ever realized what would become of that. Like so many of us thought, okay, two weeks, three weeks, then we'll be done with it. And two weeks turned into four weeks, turned into two months, turned into six months, turned into now what we're in 10 months in, nine, 10 months in, into this COVID. And at the time of this recording, we are pushing 300,000 people who have passed away from COVID-19 related deaths, two of whom I know. So this did hit in my house or not literally in my house, but this hit in my house close to me. And it is not, I'm not going to lie. It has taken a very mental toll because I am somebody who needs people. I am an extroverted extrovert. And this has definitely taken its toll on me in regards to wanting to hang out with people, in regards to needing to see people, in regards to just everyday life. And I think that some of the most pertinent things that happened during this time was me learning about myself in a way that I had never done before. Because since I am such an extroverted person, if I felt down or I felt whatever, I was like, what's going on tonight? Let me go somewhere. Let me go grab a drink or let me go just be around people, whatever it is. And when you don't have that, I will kind of say it's maybe it's a little bit of a crutch. When you don't have that crutch, you have to figure out like what is making me sad or what is bothering me. And so I will say that this time, this time during COVID has allowed me to get to know myself in a way that I never had. It's allowed me to explore the things that I not only love, but the things that give me anxiety. It's allowed me to connect with people that I never thought I would connect with. I became a very involved participant in the Amigas group from We All Grow Latina. And I will definitely say, if it weren't for that group, I don't know what my mindset would have been. If it weren't for this podcast, I don't know what my mindset would have been because the podcast has allowed me to continue to get to know people, to continue to meet people and across the country. So the fact that I have this, I feel like I'm so fortunate. 
I have also, you know, I, during this time, I also hired a business coach, Wendy Amara, who with Wendy, she really helped me kind of dig deep, not only with what I want with the podcast and what I want to do, but also just within me. What do I want out of relationships? Is it okay? Like I started distancing myself from, from people who I just felt like I couldn't give them my energy. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that I don't like somebody. That doesn't mean, that just means I've realized how valuable my energy is. And I can't just give that to anybody and be around anybody. And I learned that during this time of COVID more than any other time, because I'm somebody who doesn't tell a lot of my quote unquote secrets to people. I definitely like keep things close to the vest and this podcast has allowed me to open up a little bit more in regards to that, but I still have to be precious with my time and as do you. And just know that if you've realized that, that is okay. So now let's talk about some of the good stuff from 2020, or at least some of the things that have happened good to me in 2020. And obviously one of the major things is just even launching this podcast. Obviously we launched not knowing that there was going to be this global pandemic and everything was going to shut down. So the fact that I was able to get a launch party in before we, before all of that, I am so, so unbelievably grateful for. But I had plans, man. We all had plans. I ha- uh, had a social, I was at the social media marketing world at the beginning of March and my friend Leo was here staying with me. Uh, from Argentina and he was going to Spain. So I, he was like, come visit me in Spain. Here I'm thinking, yes, I'm going to go to Spain. I've never been to Europe. I know. And then with like launching the podcast, how awesome would it be to take, to, to be there, to have somebody you'll have and to be able to take a train to Paris and have French wine in France. I was so excited. And yeah, no. that did not happen. But the things that did happen on my vision board was obviously I really had stuff in, in regards to the podcast and building community. And I feel like we're really doing this and you listening to this are part of the wine and cheese make community. I am so appreciative to every single person. And really I was talking about another one of the things that I wanted to get involved in was just really helping people use their voice. And whether it, we've talked to so many people, there's the topics range so much on every episode and stepping, allowing people to step into their power and use that, their voice and share these stories. Something that's so unbelievably important to me and to be able to help foster that is not something that I take for granted. I think it is amazing. I also was able to take a road trip by myself, me and the Munchkin Q, my, my co-host who's normally sleeping. Um, we drove up to, we took a trip from San Diego up to Portland and obviously made stops along the way. And it was so awesome because it was You know, during a time, obviously during COVID, and I do, I didn't feel, and I still right now don't feel comfortable getting on a plane, 
However, I took a road trip, but because my other sister is a nurse practitioner in the ICU, she made sure I had gloves and stuff like that. So literally, if I would go to a grocery store or not a grocery store, if I would go to a gas station, I would get out of my car, open up my gas thing, put a glove on, then pump, you know, pump the gas, pump, take it off, put, throw the glove in the trash and before I closed it. So I was like having sanitizer and having gloves and all of that was really helpful. So I was able to take a road trip from San Diego to Monterey and spent the night in Monterey. And oh my gosh, even in the midst of all this, I was able to work with two other women and start a branding agency. So I have my nine to five job. Then I have the podcast. And then in the, because I'm crazy, right? But good crazy. We start a branding agency with two other girls from Northern California who I never had met in person. (laughs) So in Monterey, I got to meet Giselle, one of my business partners for Alamode Branding. In Monterey, I got to meet her and her family. And, you know, we were wearing masks and we were being as socially distant as we could. And then from Monterey, I spent two nights in Napa. And in Napa, it was my first time in Napa. I got to finally meet uh, some of the members, the president and his wife, and some of the other MAVA members from the Mexican-American Vintners Association, MAVA. That was so much fun because knowing like every week, I hope you guys are getting a little bit more insight into wine. I'm trying to provide more in regards to that. But I also think it's so important that not only that we support small businesses, but oftentimes, like when I was talking to people, so many people did not realize that they're Latino winemakers. And why wouldn't there be? We are the ones more often than not that are working land. So it would almost be, and I will Definitely have an episode on this because I am learning so much. But so it only is natural that there's a transition. So to learn more about these these vintners, these Latino vintners and their stories has been amazing. So I got to have dinner with them, drink some of the, oh my gosh, some of the most amazing wine I've ever had. And when it was time for me to leave, I left and I went to go see my Nina now Nina is short for Madrina, and Madrina means godmother in Spanish. So I got to see my Nina who lives in the border of California and Oregon. And because she's in her 80s, we so super socially distanced. I had my mask on when I was in her house. She, you know, she has a large table. So we're sitting on opposite sides of the table. We never hugged, which was, oh my gosh, that was so hard because I hadn't seen her in so long. But I did get to spend the night there. And then from there, I went to Portland and got to spend 10 days with my sister and my brother-in-law and my nephews and drink wine and just hang out with them and just enjoy the time that I had. And when it was time to leave, two of my four nephews decided they wanted to drive back with me, which was so awesome. And we drove through the Redwoods. We spent a couple of days in San Francisco and I got to meet my other business partner in person for the first time. And we all got together for like brunch, um, a socially distanced brunch and took some photos. And then 
Santa Barbara. And then my nephew wanted to go to Venice Beach. So I took him there and, and then we were done. Our road trip was done and I was gone for three weeks. And I will say it was it was it was awesome to be gone for three weeks. And I just thought, like, I'm taking advantage of this time because when is there going to be another time that I'm going to be able to do this? And that was in August. And since I haven't gone anywhere, <laughs> so that's been my, you know, thankfully I was able to go to Atlanta and then I was able to take this trip up the coast. But that's it. I mean, all of these other plans that I had didn't happen. So I try. Luckily, I live in a very small complex where me and my neighbors are really close. We all have each other's numbers. So we've been able to do a couple of cookouts which we haven't done lately, but we've, uh, we've been able to do a couple of cookouts and stuff like that. And I'm fortunate that I live in San Diego. So for the most part, until recently, we were able to eat outside and we were able to still do things. And it was so helpful mentally just to be outside. And I do try and take walks and I do try and get to the water as much as possible, because I think that's so important for our mental health. If you're somebody who lives alone like I live like I live alone, then you definitely need to find those things as small as they may be that will help you get through. And thankfully, I live close to the water and I can get to the water. I don't live very far. I live like maybe a 10-15 minute drive to the beach. So if I need to go to the beach, I can do that as well. And now we're right around the corner from 2021. This is episode 49. And the reason I did this as episode 49 is because I have a really special guest for episode 50. And I really wanted to celebrate her and celebrate the 50th episode with her. So I'm really excited for that. But I am not going into 2021 with blinders on, right? I am not going in saying, oh, well, now it's 2021. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. No, because that's not how it works. It's not. There's definitely the opportunity to adjust our perspective for a new perspective if that's what we need. But just because it goes from December 31st to January 1 doesn't mean that everything is instantly done. Obviously, we have things coming on in regards to the vaccine. I think if hopefully we will, whatever we need to do, whether it's wearing masks or what, I don't know, whatever we need to do to contain COVID, I hope that we're able to do that early in 2021 because let me just tell you, mi gente, because 2021, I want to come out to see you guys. I really want to take the Wine and Cheese Made podcast on tour. And I am praying and hoping that we can get all of this under control to a point so I can come out. Like, I want to meet you guys. I want to celebrate with you guys. I want to have wine and cheese and chisme with you. Like I want all of that. And I'm hoping we'll be able to do that. So I am hopeful for getting in, us getting in control of COVID in 2021. I am hopeful because one of the biggest things that I've realized is how much I want to help promote Latino winemakers because oftentimes people don't know, like I was saying, 
that Latino winemakers even exist. So I am hopeful because I'm starting starting to talk to these winemakers to start a wine and chisme wine club where we do have these virtual wine tastings every month. And we have a couple of bottles of wine and we are supporting Latino winemakers in that we're learning about wine. And I want to be because when people think of wine, they don't think of like, you know, everyday foods. I feel like you think of pasta or seafood, which yes, is everyday food. But even in our culture, you don't necessarily think of pairing wine with tacos or ceviche or um, enchiladas or anything like that. Why not? Let's figure these things out together. And that's what I'm hopeful for. I'm hopeful to expand my wine knowledge. I'm hopeful to help you expand your wine knowledge. And I am just hopeful for a better future, right? I'm hopeful that our eyes will continue to remain open that we can get back to a place of civility because I feel like that has been so lost on all sides because I'm not going to ever blame one versus the other on that because I think on all sides, like civility has been so lost. And I am hopeful that we stop listening to these keyboard commandos and start listening to one another. And I'm, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what else because I'm just, I'm hopeful, but not blind. I'm hopeful, but I will push and I will participate in things that I feel like need to continue to be pushed on. I will continue to push and amplify voices because equality and equity, racial equality, racial equity, those are needed and we need to be, continue to be mindful of that. I am just so happy you guys have been on this journey with me and we've picked up some new friends along the way. And I hope that if you have followed me on social media that, you know, please message me. I try my hardest to reach back out to people and to respond to people because that's how much I appreciate every single one of you. So if you haven't followed me on social media, please do. You can find me on Instagram at The Wine and Chisme. On Facebook, The Wine and Chisme Podcast. I'm even on LinkedIn, which is The Wine and Chisme Podcast. And I'm on Twitter, which is Wine Chisme Pod. But I'm not on it as much. I just needed to make sure I claimed my name. And even TikTok, which TikTok, I don't do that much, but I'm the wine and cheese man on TikTok as well. So I invite you guys to share your stories. I invite you to, if you have a story, and I said this at the very beginning, but I, I said it because I mean it. If you have a story that you feel needs to be told, whether it's your story or whether you want to refer somebody, please reach out to me. You know, we have a whole guest form on the wine and cheese podcast.com for a reason, because we want people to, if they feel like they have a story that they want to be able to share with people, I want to be able to hear those. And I will definitely reach back out to you. This is the longest solo podcast that I've done. And I'm not going to keep you any longer. I'm hoping, hoping cross your fingers, guys, that I will have some original music to start the year off 
but we still have one more episode. We are taking Christmas off and we have one more episode for 2020. I cannot wait to release that one. Um, My friend Gina has a really amazing story to share and some really wonderful gems to drop. And until next time, mi gente, saludos. Thank you.